0: Welcome to the live broadcast of a service for the worship of God, which is coming to you from the sanctuary of Grace Covenant Presbyterian Church in Richmond, Virginia.
1: Welcome to Grace Covenant Presbyterian Church on this beautiful fall day. My name is Derek Starr Redwine. I'm the interim pastor here at the church. Special welcome to any visitors who are here today with us, whether in person, watching our live stream, or listening on the radio. We are different because you are here, and for that we give God thanks and praise. I want to start worship right off today with an amazing announcement. Marjorie Adams turns 100 years old today. Marjorie, if you're listening, Happy birthday. Yes, clapping is appropriate. She joins her husband, Ed, in the Centurion Club, 102 and 100. We give thanks to God for Marjorie and for the century of impact she has had on her community and our world. Amazing. Next Sunday is Stewardship Sunday when we will collect pledges for the coming year in support of the mission and ministry of the church. Encourage you to bring your pledge card to church on Sunday. If you can't come, you can make your pledge online or call the church office during the week. After worship, we'll have a special luncheon to celebrate the day in our fellowship hall. We do ask that you pre-register for that meal so we can plan accordingly and make sure that social distancing requirements are met. Hope you can join us for that wonderful celebration. A lot of things happening in the life of the church. Read your bulletin, your emails. If you have any questions, please call the church office. We'd love to help you connect with what God is doing in this place. And now let us continue our worship of God this morning with our call to worship. Please stand as you are able. Come and worship everyone on earth, everywhere the sun shines. Let's praise God together for listening when we call answering our prayers forgiving our mistakes and providing what we need let us praise god together come and worship everyone on earth everywhere the sun shines let us praise god together with song
0: Once again, welcome to the live broadcast of a service for the worship of God, which is coming to you from the sanctuary of Grace Covenant Presbyterian Church at 1627 Monument Avenue in Richmond, Virginia. This is the 98th year of radio ministry at Grace Covenant. Today's date is October 24, 2021, and today's broadcast is number 5013. This morning's sermon, entitled Sight, will be delivered by Reverend Derek Starr Redwine, our interim pastor. Assisting in the service today are our Director of Music and Organist, Christopher Martin, our choristers, Stephanie Ault, Audrey Christensen, Aaron Cook, Calvin Bremer, and Dan Cook, and, with a moment for stewardship, Elder Everett Reed. Our opening hymn is Praise Ye the Lord the Almighty, which is number one in the hymn book.
1: I can't speak for you, but I look forward to confession each and every week for the chance to be honest about who I am, but more importantly, to step into the truth of how much God loves us. God loves us as we are and as we could be. God takes us right now and moves forward with us in love. So be honest with yourself, with God, with each other. Let us join together in the prayer of confession and in the time of silent confession. That follows. When we want to be a church ever reforming, yet cling to comfortable ways, Jesus, Son of David, have mercy on us. When we want to honor your still speaking voice, but are fearful of insights which challenge old assumptions, Jesus, Son of David, have mercy on us. When we want to live in the Jesus dream of oneness, but fail to listen to the voice of difference, Jesus, Son of David, have mercy on us. Take heart, get up, Jesus is calling us. We trust in the one who has guided the church for millennia, calling us into a community of mutual love and forgiveness. Friends, believe the good news. In Jesus Christ, we are forgiven. seated. Let us pray. Gracious and loving God, we trust that each and every day, each and every week, you are eager to speak to us through your word. So send your spirit into this place and into our hearts that we might hear what you have to say. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Today's first reading comes from the prophet Isaiah chapter 11. In a time of uncertainty and fear and depression, Isaiah preaches a word of hope, peace, and justice. And he does this by pointing to the future that God intends. Listen now for God's word to you and to me. A shoot shall come out from the stump of Jesse, and a branch shall grow out of his roots. The spirit of the Lord shall rest on him the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord. His delight shall be in the fear of the Lord. He shall not judge by what his eyes see or decide by what his ears hear, but with righteousness he shall judge the poor and decide with equity for the meek of the earth. He shall strike the earth with the rod of his mouth and with the breath of his lips he shall kill the wicked. Righteousness shall be the belt around his waist, and faithfulness the belt around his loins. The wolf shall live with the lamb. The leopard shall lie down with the kid, the calf and the lion and the fatling together, and a little child shall lead them. The cow and the bear shall graze. Their young shall lie down together and the lion shall eat straw like the ox. The nursing child shall play over the hole of the asp, and the weaned child shall put its hand on the adder's den. They will not hurt or destroy on all my holy mountain, for the earth will be full of the knowledge of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
2: Indeed, we were glad. The Lord has done great things for us. We are filled with joy. Deliver us, O Lord, from our bondage dry land those who are sowing in tears will sing when they reap sowing they come back they come back full of song carrying their sheep
1: Today's gospel reading comes from Mark chapter 10, verses 46 through 52. Listen now for God's word. They came to Jericho. As he and his disciples in a large crowd were leaving Jericho, Bartimaeus son of Timaeus, a blind beggar, was sitting by the roadside. When he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to shout out and say, Jesus, son of David, The blind man said to him, My teacher, let me see again. Jesus said to him, Go, your faith has made you well. Immediately he regained his sight and followed him on the way. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. I learned a new word this week, which is always fun when you're 48 years old to learn a new word. The word is penumbra. Penumbra is a space of partial illumination between the perfect shadow on all sides and the full light. A penumbra is that space where the darkness and the light mingle and meet. We live in a penumbra, we live in a state between total light and complete darkness. And because of this reality, we never quite see the whole picture. We miss things. The light is just not bright enough, or in some cases, the darkness is just too strong. We live in a penumbra, in that space between light and dark, where they mix and mingle. The trouble is, we rarely admit that to be true. We want clarity. We crave certainty. We often live as if we know the right thing to do. Or say, or if you are more cynical, we don't want to accept that there are times when we are in the wrong, when we are absolutely positively certain we are in the right. We live in a penumbra, that space of partial illumination between the perfect shadow on all sides and the full light. Another way to say this is that we are all blind not in a literal sense like Bartimaeus, but we are all blind in that none of us sees the whole picture. We don't often see what is right in front of us. We we miss the obvious. We overlook God in our midst. We are blind. We are living in a penumbra. The trouble is we often forget this to be true. In fact, did you notice that there is more than one blind person in today's story? It took me a few readings to catch it. You know, Bartimaeus is the obvious one. Literally, he's a blind beggar by the side of the road. But a closer look at the story reveals the crowds who have gathered, who are following Jesus, they are also struggling to see as well. They try to silence a guy who is simply desperate to receive what Jesus came to offer, Instead of seeing the moment for what it is, a chance for Jesus to reveal who he is, they miss it. They are blind to what is happening. They overlook the obvious. That Jesus came for people such as Bartimaeus, people on the edge in desperate need of mercy. Jesus came to give sight to the blind, which includes all. In the crowd. All who are bothered and annoyed by Bartimaeus as he expresses his deep need and the startling truth about Jesus. We are all blind, we all fail to see. When Mike and Sarah bought their first home, they were in their early 30s. They had saved some money for a down payment and used nearly all of it to secure the loan on the home. So they had very little money left over to furnish their new home they had a small table they got from mike's dad they had those chairs those stacking plastic deck chairs you can get at walmart and they had a few desks and dressers that they had collected over the years that was about it most of the rooms in their new house were completely empty So on the weekends, they would do what young couples do who have moved into a new place. They would go out looking for bargains on furniture. They tried a lot of yard sales with little to no success. Then they learned about estate sales and even better, barn auctions. They lived in Maine, so there were lots and lots of barn auctions. The thing they wanted to find more than anything else, the thing they were most looking for was a dining room table. If they just had a dining room table, then they could have their friends over for dinner, and that's all they really wanted, a place to gather and fellowship. The problem was they never had enough money to win the auctions. Someone always outbid them. It was then that Sarah discovered this little thing called eBay. Now this was 1998 or so, so eBay was really new. They had just gone public, and people like Sarah and Mike were calling up on dial-up modems To visit the site now the first thing Sarah did when she managed to log on to ebay was enter a dining room table in the search box top of the screen she was amazed when suddenly there appeared all these pictures of beautiful dining room tables this seems like old hat to us now but remember the first time the web produced so much information all at once it was magical at first bidding on ebay she learned was a lot like bidding at a barn auction She would bid on a piece of furniture and then lose out because someone always had more money. But one day she was able to get a nice side table for 20 bucks and and that gave her some hope. Then one day she saw it, a listing for a round walnut table and two beautiful chairs. The upholstery was amazing. The table was intricate in its detail. She clicked on it. The starting bid was only 10 bucks. She got excited. It was the kind of table she could see her kids sitting around one day. So there's this brief bidding war, and by some miracle, some grace, Sarah wins the table and the chairs. She remembers it costing something like 20 bucks. Her husband remembers it costing more like 40. But either way, Sarah was elated. She had finally found the right place, and she started to wonder if she could furnish her whole house for under 400 bucks. She recalls how smart she felt to have found eBay before anyone else had. A Couple of days passed and one day Sarah goes out to the mailbox and there's a package. It's a box like half the size of a toaster. I'll let Sarah tell you in her own words what happened next. I'm sort of like, oh, what's this? I brought it inside and I came into the kitchen And I opened the box, and there was my walnut table and two chairs, just as beautiful as they'd been in the picture, only about two and a half inches high. When a poor blind beggar, a man on the fringe of society that does not see him as fully human, when he learns that Jesus of Nazareth is near, he cries out. Jesus, Son of David, have mercy on me. He may be blind, but he recognizes Jesus for who he is, not for what the others in the crowd wanted him to be. He is the Son of David, the one with the power to grant mercy and sight to the blind. All the others in the crowd were annoyed by Bartimaeus. They may have been impressed by Jesus, but they didn't recognize their need for him. Bartimaeus was blind, but he alone saw clearly that day. We are all blind. We all live in a penumbra, in a state between total light and complete darkness. We never see the whole picture. We miss things. The light is just not bright enough, or in some cases, the darkness is just too strong, which is why we all need Jesus. We all need Him to help us see the whole picture, to see what we miss. This is the crux of the matter, the humility required to begin our journey of faith, to follow him. We are all blind, and faith can make us well. Faith can give us sight. But to receive faith's power, we must first acknowledge our need. Let me be clear about something this morning, the statement that faith can make you well that Jesus says in today's passage. This is not magic or superstition or some simple fix. When Jesus says your faith has made you well, he is not saying that these people somehow believed their way into wellness. What he is doing is pronouncing their wellness, declaring it, making it happen for them. The act of crying out for mercy, for help, for sight, for vision, is what faith looks like. It's not about certainty, it's about honesty. It's about an expressed dependence, and trust, and reliance on the one that gives sight to the blind. Mike and Sarah discovered they were blind, but once they realized it, once they realized they'd unknowingly purchased dollhouse furniture from a craftsman in Maryland, They didn't get defensive or angry or bitter. They laughed about it, of course. But they also took it as a chance to remember that they were going to miss things from time to time, that they were, in a way, blind. And so they did something to mark this truth that was remarkable, I think, in its simplicity. In their big, empty dining room of their big, empty house, they set up that tiny doll room table and those two tiny doll room chairs, right there in the middle of the room. It was ridiculous and brilliant and beautiful all at the same time. I love that image because isn't that how life works? We try to make it our own, we try to act like we've all got it figured out, like we're on the right, and all we end up doing is furnishing our lives with miniature dollhouse furniture. And I wonder what would happen If instead of hiding our mistakes that are often born out of blindness or pride or arrogance, I wonder what would happen if we took our mistakes, our tiny dollhouse furniture, and put them right on display in the middle of our homes. How different would the world be if we all accepted our blindness? If we all acknowledged in word and in deed that we are living in a penumbra, in a space between the light and the dark where it can be really hard to see, the whole picture. Imagine if we all admitted we needed a little help, a little mercy, from Christ, yes, to be sure, but also from one another. After Mike and Sarah put the dollhouse furniture at the center of their dining room, a funny thing happened over time. All their friends and family started buying them little doll dishes and glasses and other pieces of furniture, so that after a while, their dining room was nearly fully furnished with the tiniest of treasures. We are all blind, blind to what we don't know, blind to our prejudices, blind to our cruelty, blind to our complicity. This is the foundation of our faith, a confession of sorts. We do not see life for what it is. We do not see truth when it's right in front of us. We miss God all the time. And the cure to this blindness that we profess as Christians is Jesus. I don't mean to say that following him will make everything clear. But trusting in him will open our eyes. It will give us the humility to see that we need to have our vision transformed, especially if we think we see things better than other people do. Near Jericho, a great scribe was sitting quietly by the roadside, as this scribe contemplated faith and life and the finer points of the law, a large and noisy crowd stumbled by. The scribe was intrigued by all the activity, so he asked one of the by what was going on, what was happening. The man shouted excitedly, Jesus of Nazareth is here, he's approaching the city. The scribe had been curious to meet this Jesus fellow. Despite his odd choice of friends and his disregard for the finer points of the law, the scribe had to admit there was something about Jesus. And so he joined the crowd. After some walking, everyone came to a stop and a silence descended upon the crowd. As the scribe looked up, he saw Jesus walking through the mass of people, talking to folks and healing them. And as he watched this happen, a cry welled up from deep within the scribe. And he began to hear himself shouting, Son of David, have mercy on me, a sinner. Those who led the way rebuked the scribe and told him to be quiet. But the scribe shouted all the more, Son of David, have mercy on me. As Jesus came near, he stopped and asked a distinguished man to approach him. When the scribe came near, he, J- Jesus touched him. And said, your faith has healed you. At that moment, the scribe was blinded, no longer able to see. When the people saw what had happened, they were absolutely horrified, but Jesus paid them no attention. Instead, he put his hand on the shoulder of the scribe and whispered, you will be blind for but a while. Then you will see. To this, the man replied with a smile. Oh, Lord, it does not matter. For the moment you touched me, I saw all that I ever needed to see. Amen.
0: You are listening to the live broadcast of a worship service at Grace Covenant Presbyterian Church. You have just heard this morning's sermon, entitled Sight, which was delivered by Rev. Derek Starr Redwine, our interim pastor. The congregation will now join in singing, I Want to Walk as a Child of the Light, which is printed in the bulletin.
1: Please remain standing as you are able and join me in the affirmation of faith. Christians, what do we believe? Jesus has taught us to speak of hope as the coming of God's kingdom. We believe that God is at work in our world, turning hopeless and evil situations into good. We believe that goodness, justice, and love will triumph in the end, and that tyranny and oppression cannot last forever. One day, all tears will be wiped away, and the lamb will lie down with the lion. True peace and true reconciliation are not only desirable, they are assured and guaranteed. This is our faith and our hope. Please be seated. Let us pray. Gracious God, you are a God of compassion and love. Time after time, we have experienced your care and your provision. Time after time, you've answered our prayers and met our needs, often in ways we never could have dreamed possible. We praise you, O Lord, for your faithful love toward us. Because we have known your love, O God, we come to you now with confidence, offering our prayers. If we open our eyes and are willing to see as you see, we witness, O Lord, so much pain and suffering, so much anger and frustration and despair among your people. As a result, it's so easy to feel overwhelmed by all that we see around us. But we trust you and bring our prayers of faith to you because we know that nothing is impossible for you. You are the God who rained down bread from heaven and made water flow from a rock in the desert. You are the God who resurrected Jesus and who brings new life and hope to all. For you, all things are possible.
3: God of mercy,
1: Oh Lord, we pray today for the regions of our world, the parts of our world caught up in violence and uncertainty. We pray for all the immigrants around the world who are willing to risk everything to find peace. We pray for the innocents caught up in the civil war in Libya, South Sudan, and Yemen. We pray for all who are suffering in Manyar and for the people of Ethiopia as they struggle to find peace. And we pray, O oh God, for the relationship between our nation in the nations of Iran and North Korea. Because nothing is impossible for you, O oh God, hear our prayer and in your love, answer. we also this morning offer prayers for this nation we pray for our president for all members of Congress and for all the judges who've been chosen to serve we pray for community activists for policemen and women and for those who serve in our military help us O God to bridge our differences even with those with whom we disagree call out injustice even when it implicates us and to show compassion to all people that together we might reflect your goodness in love because nothing is impossible for you O god hear our prayer and in your love answer
4: god
3: of mercy hear our prayer god of mercy hear our prayer
1: god we pray for those who live with serious illness every day for those with chronic pain, and for those without access to proper medical care. We pray for children and adults who are not yet able to be vaccinated, for teachers, for first responders, and for doctors and nurses who are on the front lines of this pandemic. Give all your courage and energy and strength to them that they might find life and a way through. Because nothing is impossible for you, O oh God, hear our prayer, and in your love, answer. <laughs> god you sent your son jesus to show us a different way to live the way of deep humility and complete obedience you've called us to love one another and to work together with one heart and mind give us the courage to follow your son faithfully and with integrity with actions that bear witness to the words we speak and worship that overflows into our daily lives so that all that we do brings honor and glory to you because nothing is impossible for you O god hear our prayer and in your love, answer.
3: God of mercy, hear our prayer. God of mercy, hear our prayer.
1: And finally, God, we pray for ourselves, for the ministry and mission of this particular congregation for the new chapter in pastoral leadership that is about to begin, for an openness and a willingness to hear your spirit even when it sounds different and new, and for the courage and the faith to be present to one another and to grow together. We pray for Nancy and her recovery, for John and Anne and their struggles, and for all who feel isolated and alone this day. Help this congregation grow in faith and in love, O God, because nothing is impossible for you. Hear our prayer and in your love, Answer
3: God of mercy hear our prayer God of mercy hear our prayer
1: And now with the confidence of children who know they are loved, let us together pray the words Jesus taught us, saying, Our Father who art in heaven hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us our our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we forgive our debtors, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil, for thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. It's time to invite forward Treasurer Everett Reevley to say a few words about this year's stewardship campaign. Next Sunday, again, is Stewardship Sunday. We encourage you to come, bring your offering, but also to stay afterwards for lunch in our fellowship hall. Thank you, Everett.
5: Good morning. I want to start first by thanking you all for your continued support for Grace Covenant for God's work here, um, for our ministries of worship and Christian education, ministries of fellowship and congregational care, and of service to our neighbors near and far. Um, It has certainly been a difficult couple of years, a strange couple of years, that has strained our ability to stay connected with each other and our connection to the church, but you all have been faithful um, in your support, and I thank you for that, and I thank God Uh, As Derek has mentioned, hopefully you all have gotten your pledge card in the mail, um, along with a letter, and next Sunday you will have the opportunity to turn it in during worship. Um, You can also, if you are joining us online or on the radio, you can either call the church office or you can email the church office, or there's also a link in the weekly email where you can enter your pledge that way. Um, Pledging helps the session plan for the future. Um, It will also be very beneficial for our new pastoral leadership, um, as Derek has also mentioned. Um, But more than that, I think it is a very important spiritual discipline to take some time to prayerfully consider how you can support God's work here at Grace Covenant. So I encourage you to do that, and I do hope you will be here next week and join us for lunch. And I also want to mention in that letter, you also got another um, thing regarding nominations That is also um, on the docket for the fall, as always. So if you could take some time to turn in your nominations by next week as well, that would be fantastic. Thank you.
1: Thank you, Everett. And thank you for all the ways you give to support God's work, not only here in the church, but in the world we are called to serve. Thank you for all the ways you give. Let's pray. Gracious and loving God, thank you for all the gifts you bestow upon us, friendships, safety, family, this community of faith, work to do, resources to share. We are blessed beyond measure. Signs of your faithfulness surround us each and every day. So take what we offer, multiply it, both in us and through us and for the world, that more and more folks might come to know of your unending mercy and love. In Christ's name we pray. Amen.
0: Our final hymn is, O God, our help in ages past, which is number 100 in the hymn book.
1: now in peace to love and serve the Lord. And as you go, may the love of God, the fellowship of the Holy Spirit, and the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you this day and every single day to come. Amen.
0: For the past hour, you have been listening to the worship service at Grace Covenant Presbyterian Church in Richmond, Virginia. Please join us again next Sunday through our radio ministry or in our sanctuary at 1627 Monument Avenue. I'd also like to remind you of the final Red Cross Blood Drive of the current year that will be held here in the Fellowship Hall at Grace Covenant on Saturday, November the 27th between 9 a.m. and 2 p.m. Your announcer today has been John Harris and the engineer was Steve Kemp. This service streams live and can be accessed through the Grace Covenant website, which is grace-covenant.org. We now return you to The Truth Network on WLES, 590 AM and 97.7 FM.